Hey everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Dylan Otto, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for insight and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto featuring Arizona State golfer. We have Mason Anderson. Mason, welcome, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, it was really great to kind of, you know, see at Merido and um, was able to watch you guys kind of come out, you know, pretty, pretty well there, you know, obviously wasn't on top, but, um, you know, you guys had a good run at it, but um, how things been lately, you know, you're kind of over your Christmas break right now, you know, I know you had the Patriot tournament, kind of how things been lately. Good, man. Uh, Kind of a good time of year um, in these breaks to focus on, uh, what you got to get done, what you got to get ready for the next uh, half of the season. So um, it's kind of what I've been doing, just practicing, um, kind of reevaluating my game where I where I could do better. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's time to you know just off season grind on the game a little bit to get ready for uh, get ready for the season to start back up. But um, we'll get into the first question here. Where are you from, and how'd you get into the game of golf, man? Uh, so originally from Chandler Gilbert area uh bounced around uh a little bit there and then went to Queen Creek where I picked up golf mm-hmm. kind of um kind of a interesting story actually so yeah. I was playing football for a while okay and I was a pretty heavy kid when I was younger uh, <laughs> I played football until I was about 12 13 and I just got so sick of playing in the playing at the older guys because I was I mean uh-huh. two two bills so yeah yeah and I would already reach my height you know I'd stopped growing so I was a pretty big kid uh-huh. but still I mean getting hit by 16 year olds didn't feel too good <laughs> I bet I bet man, that takes and a toll always on you. yeah and always worrying about my weight and so um it's kind of interesting my dad he would goof around with his buddies out at Los Colinas and I just went out there with him a couple times and just got addicted man yeah, I mean, that's all it takes is once you, you know, once you kind of get a little taste of golf, it's just like a bug, man. Um, but I mean, yeah, that you don't want to be getting hit by 16 year olds. Yeah, like that, I mean, man, originally, younger. originally it was like, oh, OK, so I don't have to cut weight. I just got to walk and swing a club and I can uh-huh. get like a Snickers and a Gatorade at the turn. Like this is this is this great is paradise, man. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah exactly. That's I mean, how it started out. But yeah, the rest is history. Um, yeah. Yeah, kind of talk about your high school days a little bit. You know, what was your junior career like a little bit? You know, what kind of tournaments were you playing in Arizona? Did you travel at all, play in some tournaments? I mean, what was your junior career like a little bit? Um, I didn't do too much traveling. Uh, we kind of kept it pretty cheap. I mean, we played a lot of JGA tournaments, and once I felt like I was good enough to play and compete in JGA, I started kind of pushing myself in some of the AGA tournaments with the amateurs. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that wasn't until like 16, Mm -hmm. like late 16. Yeah. Um, High school golf got pretty competitive at Hamilton high school. I bet. That's kind of where it's kind of where I, I started taking off a little bit and getting better. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it's, kind of what happened I, I didn't really pick up any offers until late in my school career um mm-hmm. kind of late yeah. kind of a late bloomer okay yeah you know? yeah I mean it's it, it's kind of interesting to kind of hear how everybody goes about it because there's so many different ways you can go to I mean to get to getting recruited or getting looked at by coaches I mean but ultimately if you're gonna if you play good golf the coaches will come and find you um it seems like that's kind of you know that's kind of what you did and I mean, being in Arizona, there's a ton of golf there. You got ASU and U of A right in your backyard. That's pretty amazing to have as well. Um, kind of just talk about that recruiting process a little bit. I know you said you were kind of a late bloomer with offers and everything, but when did you officially start the recruiting process or even thought about playing college golf? Um, so, I mean, I was probably 17 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, you know, a junior in high school and I was getting some smaller offers from U of A and ASU and UNLV. Um, mm-hmm. I got a really nice offer from GCU, and that's was where ultimately I was going to go. Uh-huh. And then I'd won the, you know, I'd uh, after I'd talked to everybody, my yeah. four schools. You know, it wasn't a very wide um, variety, but um, mm-hmm. I started playing well. I, I won the Arizona Stroke Play, and then qualified for the U.S. Open, and 
yeah. started getting a lot more looks and started getting more financial aid mm-hmm. um, athletically, which is something that I was, you know, pretty, that was a priority for me was mm-hmm. getting some, getting as much scholarship as I could. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything helps. I mean, that's yeah. kind of what you're looking uh, for. Yeah. So, you know, we upped their offer and then ASU matched and I just was thinking, man, like ASU is just such a, um, so legendary. Yeah, and absolutely. So, yeah. and they had such big plans and stuff too. And that's something that I look for was, you know, just the, just the way they were talking about the future was yeah. very optimistic. And that's something that I wanted. Absolutely. Well, I mean, like you said, I mean, how legendary it is in the rich history they have at ASU. Um, then, you know, the alumni there are pretty amazing and the facility is pretty amazing as well. It's hard to pass those up. Um, but yeah, what, so, I mean, was that just kind of, you know, those were the two things that you were looking for at ASU that you really liked, you know, the, you know, the kind of rich history they had in the, you know, the facilities. And I mean, you're pretty close to home as well, which is always nice. Um, but kind of, yeah, I, mean, I mean, what were some things you were nitpicking a little bit on your visits? Uh, so first and foremost for me was, um, financial aid. Yeah. You know, um, I didn't want to walk out of school with just, you yeah. know, bunch of money and student loans to pay off and absolutely and so I would have liked to just walk out um you know with that weight off my shoulders and turn pro so Mm -hmm. I was already looking into the future Mm -hmm. luckily uh luckily I I got that taken care of and um or you know I was able to get enough what what I would have liked out of some schools and and then second for me was um coaches and just Mm -hmm. the atmosphere yeah um, you know, you want to be surrounded by good players, you know, you want people who, who push you. So, I mean, ASU and UNLV both had that, but, um, you know, ultimately it was, it kind of came down between those two schools. It was just the, the facility and mm-hmm. close to home ASU. Yeah. So. yeah. I mean, you can't pass those, you can't pass that up. I mean, um, I mean, UNLV is a great program as well. They have great facilities as well, but I mean, whenever it's right in your backyard, ASU, um, you know, I'm sure you have a lot of, you know, connections still there that you didn't want to really leave, you know, I mean, you go to UNLV, you're a little bit further away from those connections, but um, I mean, it seems to be working out really well for you. Something that you talked about a little bit, you touched on, um, you qualified for the U.S. Open. Um, I would love to talk about just, you know, you qualifying into that tournament. I mean, you played in the tournament. Um, it was before you started at ASU, if, if I'm correct there. Um, yeah. I mean, which puts you at you know, right around 18-ish, 19-ish maybe. Um, just kind of take us through that week and what was it like to qualify for that tournament and to play with the best, you know, best players in the world in a major? Yeah. Um, looking back on it now, uh, a little bit of luck involved. I probably wasn't ready to be there just yet, but uh-huh. it's such a, such a blessing, man, because you get to see exactly what where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you get a fast, you get a fast forward five years and see, this is, this is where I want to be right after college. Right. And so, you know, I've been, th- I think about that a lot and I always think about getting back there and it's mm-hmm. just motivation for me, but uh, yeah, what a cool week. Um, the crowds and the atmosphere, it's just like you would imagine it. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to and- meet Dustin and hang out with John and, and they had 14 amateurs that week, you know, yeah, really, really good players like Cameron Champ and Scotty Scheffler were the amateurs competing, and mm-hmm. just a good week, man. I played my heart out. I missed it by one shot. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that happens. That's golf, though. I mean, you're playing. I mean, you're playing at Aaron Hills as well. I mean, that's a legendary course in itself, and you know, it's it's major yeah. conditions. It's pretty tough. But it was um, awesome. I I had 20 people come up there and and watch me play. Family oh, members. That's awesome, man. And that was, I mean. I mean, just even even though I didn't make the cut, was just so awesome to to be in in there, you know, yeah, to be close. Absolutely, absolutely, man. I mean, so. I mean, like, I mean, unfortunately, you know, you missed it by one, but you still played a lot better than a lot of well known players. I mean, you you played better than Roy McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, and you know, Justin Rose. I mean, players like that that are you know they made a name for themselves on the PGA Tour, and I mean, you're not you hadn't even started college yet, and you're you, you beat them still. I mean, that's kind of got to be, that's got to really mean something to you. I mean, what did those experiences or kind of, what did you learn 
from that week playing in the U.S. Open, you know, maybe some things you learned about yourself or just something about your game that maybe you need to work on that you learned from just the best players in the world? Uh, I mean, something that hit me just like kind of, I mean, right in the face as Mm -hmm. soon as I played my first practice round was the level of difficulty Mm -hmm. and the amount of course management required to Uh play a course like that. You're not so much hitting shots, you're playing away from danger. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're seeing the pin that's tucked over there on the right. You really want to go for it from, say, 130, but you just can't. You got to take the 20-footer out to the left. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that was really cool to kind of – because I didn't really start picking that up until college, but I'd – you know, I got to see it in the U.S. Open, and I got to see why – I got to see why some of the, you know, some of the best players are as good as they are because if I'm going to be really honest with you right now, I don't yeah. – I don't think the best ball strikers in college golf are any worse than the best ball strikers in the PGA Tour. Yeah. I think it stems a lot from course management and hitting smart shots, avoiding mistakes and just being a smart player is the next step for a lot of college guys. So that was pretty cool to see in the U S open. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, you're, those experiences are only going to make you a better player. And like you're talking about, I mean, I totally agree with you. I think some of, you know, the best ball strikers or best players in college golf are, I mean, they're, they're right up there. Um, yeah. you know, I think that's pretty amazing to see and just to kind of like think about, because I mean, you're playing you, you yourself and you're playing with a lot of these guys that are like that. And um, I mean, that's what you want to do. Ultimately, you want to surround yourself around those kind of players. Cause I mean, it's yeah. only going to make you a better player as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it was cool at the US open to see that guys, those guys are human. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of junior golfers are like, holy smokes, you know, you got to like shoot 63 every time you tee it up. Right. And I, I can tell you like right now I was watching some of the best tour pros hit rope hooks off the planet and mm-hmm. hit a foot behind the ball. That's you know, crazy. So, I mean, they're not any different than we are. And they mm-hmm. don't hit the ball any different than we are, but they're definitely a lot more disciplined than we right. are. Right. Right. And I mean, I think that's, that's, that's great to bring that up because I think a lot of people kind of think that, I mean, they're perfect players. They don't miss shots. And it's like, like you experienced firsthand. I mean, you're seeing guys hitting rope hooks and I mean, you're seeing guys like Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson and all those high end players missing cuts. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's kind of, I mean, it's just, that's golf though. I mean, that's golf. It's going to happen. Um, yeah. But I just, I think that was just amazing, man. That's such a young age. I mean, to qualify for your U S open period, I don't care how old you are is amazing, but to do it at that young of age is I mean, that's just, that's huge, yeah. huge, huge experience right there. That yeah. Year. A lot of, a lot of cool experiences that week. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and like you were kind of saying, you know, that's kind of what every, that's what every golfer dreams of is playing, you know, playing on whether it be PGA tour in a major or in front of TV. I mean, like you said, you fast forward five years, that's where you want to be. Um, so mm-hmm. it's nice. So you got a little taste of it and you're kind of a like, little preview. Yeah, it, exactly. So, I mean, that's kind of where you want to be. So, you know, I think it's, yeah, I think it's just amazing stuff to kind of hear how that week went in your eyes and stuff. Um, and it definitely amazing. helped me out with college prospects too. It couldn't have come at a better time. So right, yeah, because you, yeah, you kind of you were a late bloomer, like you were saying. Um, but I mean, yeah, that's that's amazing, Tad. I mean, that's going to grab some attention for sure with college coaches. Um, yeah, that that'll always help. Yeah, it was a good time. Absolutely. Um, so I mean, kind of talk about how your years at ASU have been. I know. Um, you know, you're kind of later in your college career here. Um, you know, you're, I think you're a graduate student, consider a graduate student in your fifth year. Um, just kind of talk about, you know, what the transition was like playing, you know, your junior golf, um, high school golf, and then, you know, competing at the US Open to the ASU program and schedule that you guys play. Yeah, um, I tell a lot of guys, it's, it's not, it's not all golf, like mm-hmm. you think. Mm Because everybody comes into college and they're like all golf all the time. You have to definitely manage your time. um, And everybody goes through that. Everybody goes through the the low GPA first semester. (laughs) Like, I'm just going to golf all day and not Uh worry about anything else. Yeah. It's not, it's not like that. You got to manage your time. And I figured that out pretty quick, but Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you're going to ASU, you're definitely good enough to compete. Um, You can probably pick up a few things here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I say the biggest thing is guys just don't realize there's a lot of, a lot of 
like schoolwork and workouts and team practice and it's just not all freedom you know right yeah you don't you're not playing golf every single day of you know of every minute i mean at the end of the day you're a student athlete and you have to be eligible to even play golf so yeah i mean that's kind of important stuff there too but i mean yeah that yeah. that that happens i think that's kind of a common trend that a lot of guys say is the court you know the time management is, is huge and you learn that very quick <laughs> yeah yeah and i mean my personal transition that's it's kind of how it was i got in and i was like oh this is you know just all golf and i got kind of smacked academically mm -hmm. and a good firm talking to by my coaches and then started to be more on top of academics and now you know by sophomore junior year i was rolling and i i've got it got it down now but yeah it's the biggest thing i'd say to guys going to college yeah absolutely Make sure you stay on top of things yeah um i just have kind of you i mean you finished your freshman years with a scoring average of 71.9 um, I mean, that's pretty solid for your freshman year. Kind of talk about the golf side a little bit. What were some things that you kind of experienced or saw differently from, you know, the levels of golf you were playing previously to, you know, playing once again in, you know, tournaments and the schedule that ASU plays? Yeah. Um, so any golfer is not really familiar with the team dynamic. Yeah. Uh, but it is so cool, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, I figured that out freshman year. It's like, man, I got people from Japan. I've got people from uh, Singapore. I've got people from Spain. Like these, this is, you know, all these cultures. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, as far as golf goes, like the course management thing mm -hmm. I was talked about, uh, yeah. I gotta, I gotta see that in the U S open, but it's still there in, in college golf, man. Look, the, the courses are tough and they try and, they try and kind of like get you to hit shots that you shouldn't be hitting. Yeah. So, uh, freshman year I started, I kind of struggled with that. I, I like firing at pins. So, <laughs> um, I kind of had to, you know, like Pl playing away from and, them is a little hard for you. Huh? Yeah. Let's not have a, a rainbow of a scorecard, you know, like birdie, right. double birdie, birdie, like let's, gotcha. just, let's keep it. Let's keep it more uh stress-free mm -hmm. yeah a little cleaner car there you don't want all the color yeah. on the on there with all the yeah. birdies and birdies and stuff <laughs> but uh the golf wasn't too much different it's just a little bit more difficult mm -hmm. um just more challenging uh, yeah. like junior golf in arizona especially like you play these courses that are just wide open set up okay. for set up for the you know re retirees uh -huh. out there yeah. looking to enjoy the round right they're you know, weekend warriors yeah and then you go to you go to college golf and it's like okay like this is the real deal mm -hmm. it's a little different uh, a little tighter so, fairway here <laughs> yeah yeah so i definitely had to kind of adjust to the level of difficulty on golf courses yeah well and it's nice that you were, i mean you played in the u.s open before you went to college you saw the kind of course management you needed there and then you realized okay like i'm like i can apply this to college golf as well um, no, yeah. I think that's great that you were kind of able to, once again, kind of get a glimpse at, you know, what it's like. Um, but yeah, I mean, the playing division one golf at Arizona state is, you know, pretty amazing. And that team atmosphere that you're talking about, because golf is such an individual sport. Um, but if you, I mean, you get a team win or the team finishes pretty well and everybody's pumped up. I mean, that's gotta be one of the best feelings in the world to have whenever you're traveling and stuff, um, to be around a team like that. Um, but I mean, kind of yeah. as your years went on. Um, you stayed pretty consistent. You, you know, sophomore year scoring average is 71.2. Junior year was 71.08. Um, I mean, you kind of progressively got better and better little by little. Um, kind of just talk about how the years have gone golf-wise and stuff. I mean, what are the – how has your game evolved? Have you kind of seen that those changes in the course management? Um, you know, what are some things that you really focus on with your game, I guess? Yeah. So through course management, you kind of learn that you don't have to hit it great to play great. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, you can hit it bad and, and play good still. That's why the best players are as good as they are is, is they can, they can know how to manage, uh, they know how to turn a 76 into a 72, you know? Right. Right. So, um, I feel like, I feel like that's, that's huge. That's huge in, in college golf on the level of courses on the level of difficulty courses we're playing. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, yeah, like that's my goal is just to get progressively better. Even if it's, uh, 
quarter shot. <laughs> and uh-huh. that's, yeah. Hey, that's, um, that's a big difference. Yeah. So I think mentally too, like for me, I've mm-hmm. always been kind of a fiery, passionate player. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to be that way. You know, you can use that to your advantage. You can pump yourself up, but you can also really kill you around. Absolutely. You, a few bad shots. you know, John Rahm's one of the greatest when it comes to that is he gets pumped up, you know, mm-hmm. and he'll rattle off some birdies. Um, and he doesn't, he doesn't get, I mean, he gets mad if he hits a bad shot, but he forgets about it. Um, mm-hmm. Freshman, sophomore year, I, I wouldn't forget about it. I'd let it ruin my round. So mm-hmm. I definitely matured as a player. I learned to kind of forgive myself for hitting bad shots and, and kind of use that passion to, to get on a little run. Yeah. And I think that's it. I mean, kind of like what you talked about with a professional golfer. everybody thinks, you, you know, you have to play perfect golf and shoot 63. Um, you know, that's, I think that's kind of that expectation too, um, where, I mean, every, every golfer that gets better and better, your expectations get higher and higher. And, um, you know, you got to forgive yourself whenever you hit bad shots, because they're going to happen kind of like what you're talking about. Um, I think that's great. You know, you matured as a player over, you know, over your years, because um, kind of like what you're saying, if you can turn a 76 into a 72, that's a huge difference when these tournaments come down to a stroke sometimes. Yeah. Um, so if you can clean, you know, kind of keep it together and grind it out for individual team win, national championship, whatever it is. I mean, that's, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. I, I think uh, I've matured definitely as a, as a golfer. Yeah. I've matured as a person. I think college golf has been nothing but good for me. So yeah. Um, you know, for people who are thinking about turning pro right after high school, mm-hmm. um, I mean, college golf, it can't do you any harm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's one of the best things you can do, I think, personally, like you kind of talked yeah. about a little bit, too, with the team atmosphere. And, and you can you, you could just gain lifelong friends out of it, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And not only that, but I mean, lifelong skills like time management. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. A lot, of, a lot of things you can take away from it. But um, yeah. So, I mean, kind of as, you know, the years were coming to an end after at your at the end of your fourth year, COVID kind of shut things down for every sport. Um, kind of what was your thought process? I know there was a lot of unknowns, but I mean, you're currently considered a graduate student. Um, was there any thought of graduating after those four years or was it kind of not lining up with your graduating your kind of graduation or kind of what yeah, was the thought I process just, for that? I felt as if I... I wasn't, I hadn't completed my four years. I haven't, I haven't achieved the goals I want to achieve. And Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to be robbed of a year. You know, this is the best time of my life. So Mm -hmm. um, I decided to take that, that extra COVID year Mm -hmm. and it's been awesome so far, man. Yeah. It seems to have been, it seems to be going really well for you guys. Um, You know, I think there's a lot of, you know, a lot of things that you can take away from this, just this last semester. I mean, you guys have played really, really well. Um, and you've also kind of made some, you know, some differences or some changes a little bit with the, uh, with the game and everything. But um, with your experiences playing in big tournaments, I mean, you've played in big tournaments like the Western, the U S open, the national championship. Um, you know, what are some things that you've been able to kind of take away from those tournaments that kind of have made you the player that you are now and um, kind of throughout your years of college golf as well? Um, I think people handle pressure differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always thought that the more times you put yourself in a pressure situation or an uncomfortable situation, yeah, absolutely. The, better you, the better you are at handling it the next time it comes mm-hmm. around yeah um i mean to prove my point tiger is one of the best at converting 54 hole leads yeah it's it's not because tiger does it once every couple months it's because tiger's constantly in that position right he's so comfortable being in that position he's just normal to him mm-hmm. so um i think that's the biggest adjustment in playing in big tournaments is finding your normal um getting comfortable situations that you used to be uncomfortable in. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, like for instance, the Patriot, that's the first time I've actually had a, a shot at winning in uh-huh. a while. Yeah. Um, and my game's moving in the right direction, mentally moving in the right direction, but I was very uncomfortable with mm-hmm. nine holes left. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I got to tell myself, got to remind myself, it's like, 
this is this has got to be normal mm-hmm. you know like you can make this normal you just gotta um gotta do it more often yeah just get in those situations more because i mean they're only yeah. going to make you a better player. And whenever you kind of go out there and you have those, you have those kind of nerves or whatever it is, um, you know, next time you get in that situation, you'll be like, okay, been here, done that. You know, exactly. Let's exactly. go out and let's, let's perform here a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it kind of another thing you've changed a little bit is, you know, you have, you have a, a swing, you know, new swing coach. Um, you've been working with Adam Porzak a little bit. Um, I know he's Cameron Sisk, um, Cameron Sisk's uh, swing coach as well. Um, kind of talk about how that relationship started and kind of how have things been with working with Adam and kind of what has he been able to help you the most with? Adam's been awesome, man. Um, yeah, really good friend, great coach. Uh, I love all the stuff he teaches. Um, I, I, for me personally, I like to focus a lot on things that happened before I hit the shot. Uh-huh. So yeah. like my setup, my posture, where the ball's at, like where, 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 where am I aiming? You know, mm-hmm. is one of the biggest things. Um, I like to get all that cranked out and fine tuned before I focus on anything in my swing. Gotcha. And Adam's been Adam's been really good with that. Um, he's he focuses primarily on, well, at least with me, getting in the best position in my backswing uh-huh. to just make it easier to to make a downswing. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, so that's yeah. We've been we've been putting in a lot of work, and and it's really it's gonna it's already starting to pay off. We're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors. Scrambling with Dolanado is sponsored by our friends over at Putt View Books. Putt View Books makes yardage and green books that are used by the best junior, college, amateur, and professional golfers in the world and are designed with the assistance of world-renowned golf coach Phil Canyon and can be made for over 30,000 golf courses. The amount of precision that's put into each yardage and green book is impeccable, and Cordy from Golf Science Lab says they're clear, simple, and very useful. If you want a yardage or green book, head over to their website at puttviewbooks.com and check them out on Instagram at puttviewbooks. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's a lot of, that's what I've heard a lot from people that work with Adam Porzak is he really simplifies things and um, he's able to kind of you know, figure out something that really works for you that you understand. And that's really easy to use. Um, and especially if kind of things get a little swirly, um, you're able to kind of go back to, like you said, with the setup, kind of go back to basics and then get back on track, even when you're during the round a little bit. Um, yeah. that's kind of, that's kind of what Travis Vick was talking a little bit about whenever I had him on. And, um, I mean, that's huge. That's huge to have somebody like that. And also, like you said, he's a close friend. Um, it's always nice to kind of just, you know, maybe hit him up and just kind of, see how everything's, how everything's going and everything, not even talk about golf. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I mean, I, when I hang out with the guy, we have a good time. We're uh-huh. never, we're never just grinding on swing. You know, mm-hmm. we'll talk about other things. We'll hang out. He's a, he's a friend of mine, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's definitely, it's fun. He makes yeah. it fun. Absolutely. Dude. That's great to hear. That's great to hear that. Um, so I mean, you know, cause the last thing I want is somebody just climbing on my back and just hounding me. Right. Yeah. Swing. I got right. enough things to worry about. Yeah. I mean, you got, you got a lot of other things to worry about, but um, yeah, that's, and it's great. I'm sure whenever you have times when, you know, you want to shoot him a text or something like, Hey, you know, what about this, this, you know, I'm sure he fires right yeah. back and is able to help you whenever you need it. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause I mean, you got to, eventually you got to turn off a little bit with golf and you kind of got to have your getaway a little bit. Cause I mean, if you're, if, you know, if you truly, you know, if you're truly about the grind and everything you grind 24 seven, that's great. But I mean, you got to have an outlet sometimes to just get your mind off it. And I mean, Mm -hmm. it's nice that you're able to have conversations with Adam, I'm sure to not even talk about golf. There's nothing worse than playing 18 holes and then talking about golf after it. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, let's take a break. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and, And that's, that's part of the reason why like my team's so great. And Adam's so great is like, we're never just grinding on golf all day long, you know, uh-huh. talking about golf, just living golf where we take breaks now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great, man. That's great to hear. Um, like I said, I'm, that's great that you have a person like that in your corner and your team is like that too. I mean, that's always nice to kind of just have that turn off button and uh, you know, that's pretty amazing stuff. Um, kind of touched on your team a little bit. You guys had a pretty awesome fall semester um, so far. You guys had, you know, 
top five finishes. When you guys were at East Lake Cup, everyone in the lineup was inside the top 100 in WAG rankings. Um, just kind of talk about the depth of your guys' team and what it's like not only competing against, you know, the best amateurs and college players in the world, but just amongst you guys in qualifying. I mean, I bet it's got to be brutal. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things I just really love about my team that I kind of already just talked about is yeah, they're – nasty competitors you know uh-huh. i know that when i go play with them in a tournament they're going to get every, give it everything they got mm-hmm. but when we get done with the tournament we're gonna have fun you know mm-hmm. we're gonna keep it light and have fun yeah um i think with how intense our qualifyings are and our tournaments are we have to we have to do that mm-hmm. yeah um, otherwise it would just it would just wear you down man so one of the greatest things about my team is we keep it light off the course um but yeah, I mean, it gets intense. Our our team is is good, man. We've got. I like to think we've got ten guys that can play in the lineup at any moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so absolutely. you gotta you gotta just bring it every day. Absolutely. I mean, you gotta. I mean, it seems like not everybody is you know a guaranteed a spot. Um, and I think that's that's just kind of you know that's that's great because it's only gonna make you a better player. And then also, I mean, you're gonna have the best guys in the lineup every week. That you know that truly earn that spot i mean i know like at merido um you know david you know david pooge wasn't in the lineup at merido but you know he you know he's a really good player but i mean that's just how it goes sometimes with qualifying and everything i mean that just happens yeah that's that's how it is man and that's what that's what's so great about our coaches too it's like Mm -hmm. equal opportunity you can you can you know nobody's 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 earned it until they earn it Uh you know yeah. It's like you're never you're never safe. And that's what makes you better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I'm sure there's been some moments where it's coming down the stretch and there's been some players that, you know, are really fighting for that spot. And then whenever they get into the tournament, it's like, OK, I felt way more pressure in the qualifier than I did in the actual tournament. <laughs> yeah. And that's the greatest thing sometimes, too. It's like, you know, the only tournament I've ever missed collegiately mm-hmm. was at North Ranch last mm-hmm. year. And mm-hmm. I dude. I mean, it sucked. I yeah. hated sitting at home and just, you know, cheering them on, obviously, but like just sitting at home, not contributing in any uh-huh. way, wanting to, yeah. wanting to compete. But it was the best thing for me because I turned around and I had time to get my game ready for the next qualifier. I had time to get my mind right. Yeah. I got hungrier, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, and then I was right back in the lineup. So sometimes it's it's a blessing in disguise, actually. Yeah, it's kind it's of nice a reminder, and- like, hey, get it together. Absolutely. Exactly. It's nice to kind of get kicked down a little bit because now, you know, you don't want to ever be there again. And yeah. uh, so, like you said, it kind of gives you that little uh, kind of gives you a little kickstart and stuff like that. It lights a little fire underneath you there. Um, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, you know, you guys want to be at the top of the leaderboard every week, I'm sure. And, um, you know, last semester, you know, you guys had some really good finishes and you have really a lot of talent on your team. Um, do you guys feel kind of, you know, heading into this next semester, is there kind of any momentum you guys are taking away from this last semester or, um, you know, is there kind of a fire lit underneath you guys knowing that, you know, it's time to get after this next semester and then get back to nationals? Oh yeah, man. I mean, especially for Cam and I, Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're on the way out, we're turning pro and we don't want to, we don't want to leave without, right. You know, we don't want to go down without a ring mm-hmm. yeah we want to go down in a, a blaze of glory mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um but yeah everybody's everybody's just practicing man i mean we've only got four guys in town right now and uh-huh. every one of those guys is at the practice facility all day yeah um and i know the guys back home are practicing all day it's everybody wants it just as bad as the other guy and mm-hmm. i think we're gonna have a great semester yeah, I think it's going to be huge for you guys. I think there's a lot of good things coming your guys' way. Um, I mean, so are there any goals that you kind of have set for yourself going into this, you know, this last hoorah for you? I mean, is it – I know you want to take home national championship and stuff like that. Is that kind of the main goal for you? Is that all you really focused on, or is there kind of any other goals you have for yourself? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I want to – I just want to be in contention, man, every yeah. tournament. Yeah, I want to have a chance every tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that can't happen, then I want my team to have a chance. Yeah. Um, and definitely, I mean, everybody's thinking about the big one at the end. It's mm-hmm. a Greyhawk. We got a really good team. Um, it's you know something we want. I mean, yeah. I know for me, 
I love our women's team at ASU. Oh yeah. But yeah. I walk out of the bird every day and I see them from 2017, I think holding up the national championship trophy, mm-hmm. big old poster on the wall. And I'm like, man, I want you want my that. boys yeah. up on the wall. I want to see that every day. Absolutely. So yeah, it's on everybody's mind. It's mm-hmm. the, it's the real, it's, it's, I don't really know how to put this other than it's all that matters. Yeah. You know, you could play like crap the entire year mm-hmm. and you could qualify through regionals and you could win the national championship and you're a national champion. Yep. That's it. it all. So that's it. It definitely means more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, these, these tournaments kind of leading up to it, you know, you guys are going to want to be up there in contention, like you said, but I mean, it, it all matters, you know, once it gets towards the end there and um, you guys have tons of talent on your team. I'm sure you guys are going to put all the work in that, that you need to do for that. Um, I think that's going to be huge, huge for you. Um, you know, you kind of touched that you and camera obviously going to turn professional after college, after um, college is all done. Um, kind of how will you go about that? Kind of have you thought about maybe the path you want to take to, you know, for professional golf or kind of what, what's the, what's the plan for that? Yeah. So, I mean, like I tell everybody who asks me, it's, there's a million ways to do it, man. So mm-hmm. um, I'm going to do the, the McKenzie tour Q school. Oh yeah. After, uh-huh. or that's going to be, that's going to be end of March. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, hopefully at Wigwam. Yeah. And then um, see how that pans out. I think my PGA tour rankings, I think something like fifties, sixties, mm-hmm. that thing doesn't budge too much. I mean, uh-huh. you got to win, yeah. you got to win two or three events to see a big, you know, for big instance, I, I don't know what cam moved up like 20 spots or something. The guys won and been in contention twice. So uh-huh. yeah. Um, it's tough to move up in that. So, I mean, I think I'm throwing all my chips in uh, kind of in the Q school. Yeah, brand. absolutely. I mean, that's, that's like you said, there's so many different ways to go about it, but that's, that's one of the great ways to kind of go about it though. I mean, um, and it's at Wigwam that's in Arizona. I mean, I know that's, you know, that's right up your alley there. So, um, you know, I wish you nothing but the best and all that stuff as well, but obviously, you, you know, you want to focus on what you got left of college golf and, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing how not only yourself, but you know, yeah. how the rest of the team goes as well. I think that's yeah, gonna be really it's, exciting. It's, it's funny, man. It's like, um, just the other day, uh, Mackenzie tour Q school opened up and like, I had no idea. I wasn't even following it. I'm just thinking about the yeah. spring season. So absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, cause you're at, you're in college still. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's all you're thinking yeah. about, but yeah, yeah. That's that professional golf stuff sneaks up on you. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's pricey too. Absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so we're heading to the next section of the show. I like to just call the ham and egg section. Um, it's just some kind of for fun questions, get to know you a little bit more. Um, the first one here I got for you, I'm sure, um, you know, as in, you know, myself and the listeners can probably, you know, pick which, which sport you would play, but if you had to play another sport professionally, what sport would you play and why? Football. Yeah. For uh-huh. sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a physical sport and it sounds crazy because I play golf, which is the least physical sport in the world. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there are times when I just want to, you know, uh, let my passion out. Yeah. Um, and just run but, somebody yeah, over. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't do that in golf. So, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, football is great. I love football as a game. Um, I think I'm way too small to play football ever professionally or yeah, at a gotcha. good level, high uh-huh. level. But, yeah. but I enjoy it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure a big Cardinals fan, you know. <laughs> i don't know about that but no no okay all right what's no. the favorite football team there my first game my first game was at qualcomm stadium oh okay gotcha gotcha yeah. all right yeah. so okay. chargers guy chargers guy yeah all right yeah i mean i i kind of was guessing the you know for the football there but i don't know maybe i would have been a little surprised you never know did you did you play only football when you were growing up or did you play like baseball at all or was it no football? mainly mainly football mainly football, football. yeah okay all right gotcha gotcha yeah. man um, so, I mean, you played in a lot of high level events that we've kind of talked about previously. Um, you know, you've been in pressure situations, like you said, at the Patriot and everything. Um, is there a moment that you can kind of pick where, you know, you're the, you've been the most nervous on the golf course? Oh, hmm. Uh, I, the first tee shots, the US Open were pretty. I bet. Yeah. That's got to be. I mean, I got some great advice from John Rom though. Oh, it yeah? worked both times. Okay. High, best drives of the day. There you go. Um, and he told me, just grip it as hard as you can and swing as hard as you can. 
All right, there you go. And it works. It works Just great. Rip it, baby. <laughs> Just rip it and rip it. That's so. it. Awesome, man. That's awesome. What do you do? Like, if you ever do get nervous and you feel a little uncomfortable, is there kind of something you do to kind of calm yourself down at all? Or, yeah, I mean, uh, deep, deep breathing. Mm-hmm. You sometimes my breathing gets pretty shallow and quick, and okay. I, my pace picks up. I start walking faster, thinking faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I can kind of just like, I don't know, stand off to the side when somebody else is putting or hitting their shot and just get a few deep breaths and then things kind of slow down. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, that's, that's great stuff to do there for sure. And, um, that's, that's something that I kind of noticed too in myself as well. Like whenever I get a little nervous, it's like, okay, walking faster, gets my ball, hit it, walk to the next shot, you know, you kind of slow things down a little bit. Yeah. Kind of slow yeah. things down a little bit. Um, so, I mean, you were once a professional golfer as, or a junior golfer as well. Um, you know, you kind of went, you know, you played in junior tournaments, the high school golf, you know, all that stuff. Um, is there something that you can kind of, you know, you can kind of tell junior golfers that, you know, or maybe some advice that you've kind of learned through your years in college golf that maybe they could learn from, you know, from you or something that you kind of learned, you know, to, you want to pass on to the junior golfers out there. It's funny, man. Cause I was just working a, a kid's camp. Oh yeah. The other day for uh-huh. ASU. Sweet. And at the end of it, I told a kid, some of the best advice I could give you is mm-hmm. find another kid who loves golf as much as you do. There you go. Yeah. And because that'll keep you at the course longer. It'll keep mm-hmm. you competitive longer. It'll keep you focused longer. Um, you'll just get better faster that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, always nice you know, to do it with somebody few, else. Yeah. I had a few buddies growing up that I'm just very thankful that I had because we would just find ourselves at the golf course all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's, that's great advice. I haven't heard anybody kind of talk about that in, everything like you're saying is right. I mean, you're going to be at the course longer, you know, you'll be able to kind of compete against each other. And it's going to be more of, fun. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's just going to be, it's going to, it's going to help you get better faster. Absolutely. When I, and that's kind of what, you know, some people do whenever it's time to turn professional, like, I mean, they kind of do it with some other people. I know a lot of people move to the Arizona area to, you know, kind of pursue that call or that uh, professional golf career. Cause there's, you know, there's a lot of golf down there. But um, yeah, that's great advice, though. Great advice to yeah. tell a kid. That's pretty cool. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you're at the tail end of your college career and you've had, you know, success throughout your years. Um, you know, what are some skills or lessons that you've learned that you feel others would benefit from, even if it's just the weekend golfer, weekend warrior? Like skills. Um, I don't know. More more like strategies or, yeah. or the course management a little bit, or, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's different for everybody when it comes down to like getting technical or, or uh-huh. skills, but right. I mean, if you go out and practice and you make sure you're focused and you're not just batting balls, right. um, you're going to see results and you're going to get better. I would say people don't realize how many shots they lose around the greens, uh-huh. especially yeah. for like a weekend warrior. Absolutely. If you can, be the best putter in your group of friends or the mm-hmm. best chipper in your group of friends. I mean, you add it up at the end and you're probably, you're probably going to be up there. Yeah. You're going to come out on top a lot more times than not. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can just stay focused around the greens and, and try and get better at that, I think that would really help somebody out. That's, you know, doesn't really play golf too much. Absolutely. I think the short game is huge. I think that's, that's really great that you kind of talked like, you know, if you, if you're the best chipper or putter out of all your friend group or whatever it is, um, you know, you're, you're probably going to be you're doing better than them most of the time, because I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to. That's what it comes down yeah. to is a short game. Yeah. Um, you're going to pick up some shots. Yeah. And that's like stuff that a lot of people say that, you know, go from college to professional golf is that's kind of where the difference is, is, you know, more so just in the wedge game and chipping and putting. I mean, that's kind of where you make your money there. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think it's kind of interesting to, if you think about pro golfers and amateur golfers, uh-huh. the yeah. worst putter on the PGA tour uh-huh. is probably towards the top in amateur golf. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's like, it's like, you just have to be good at it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just got to be good at it. There it is. Mason Anderson. You just got to be good at it. You just got to be good at it. 
man, that's a, that's the best advice there. You try to be good at it. That's it. You just got to be good at yeah. it. <laughs> they can they can put that on my tombstone. There you go. You just got to be good at it. <laughs> um, so, I mean, there's a lot of resources that come with being a golfer at ASU. You know, everything from practice facilities to alumni to the schedule you guys play. Um, is there kind of a resource that you really cherish or something that, you know, that that you just always really enjoy going to or having at uh, from the program at ASU? I mean, hands down, uh, the facility and mm-hmm. the coaches. Yeah. I mean, uh, I probably don't talk about my coaches enough, but I mean, they're those guys have helped me so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I came in and I probably wasn't the greatest uh, teammate slash uh, student. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so I kind of got, I kind of got railed pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's like, you look back and it's like, man, that's the greatest thing that could have ever happened. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've been so thankful. Um, uh-huh. it's like, it's like when you're younger and your dad gets pissed at you for doing something and you're like, Oh, you know, you get mad at him. But mm-hmm. then, you know, you look back on it, like, you know, your dad just wanted you to be better. Just wanted mm-hmm. you to learn. Yeah, something. absolutely. And so, my coaches have been great in that way. They've been, they've been, uh, loving, but firm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and that's something that I needed and the practice facilities. I mean, you could be out there every day for the rest of your life and not Hours. hit all the, not hit all the shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's so much that, you know, the bird has over there. I mean, I've just seen videos and pictures of it and yeah, it's pretty astonishing. Pretty astonishing those facilities there. And I'm sure you'll still utilize those even whenever you turn pro. And so um, that's pretty amazing to have that as well. And the coaches, I mean, yeah, your coaches, uh, I've only met him a couple, you know, once and, you know, they seem like really, really great guys. Yeah. Yeah. They're veterans, man. They've Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure they've dealt with anything you could imagine. So I bet, I bet. Good. It's good to have coaches like that, that know, that know what it takes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And know what to do or say whenever, you know, things get a little out of hand or out of line, you know, and kind of get them back on track. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so week to week, you guys play different golf courses and I know, you know, whenever you're playing the U S open, John Rom told you to kind of grip it and rip it. Um, you know, what's your approach to whenever you get to get to a course that you haven't played yet? Do you try and just bomb driver on every hole or do you try and play position golf a little bit? Uh, I mean, first of all, I'm trying to learn as much as I possibly can Uh before the practice round and during the practice round. Yeah. Um, so you, you, you see that a lot in college golf. You, you, you play a new event or you play a new venue mm-hmm. that you've never seen before. Yeah. Um, and you just kind of got to pick it up quick. I mean, other teams might've played in that event or on that course for a little while and you just got to kind of play catch up. But I think with five guys and two coaches mm-hmm. in the practice yeah. round, yeah. you get a lot of good, a lot of good input from everybody mm-hmm. on stuff it's like seeing the course five times, you know, like we'll sit around in our team meeting and talk about the course and, and I'll, I'll hear things that stick out like, Oh, wow. You know, you're, you're right. Long mm-hmm. of that green sucks. Yeah. And I'll write that down in my notes. Yeah. Long of that green sucks. Okay. we're gonna... <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I yeah, mean, you... it's, we pick up a lot in the practice round. We talk about it a lot and we usually get all we need out of the practice round. Yeah, you guys, I'm sure you guys put, you know, some of the best strategies together whenever you guys come all together like that. Um, you know, that's a great way to go about it. I feel like that's kind of, you know, that's what most programs do, or if they aren't doing, that's what they should be doing. So, um, and I think, I think over time, if you see a course regularly, mm-hmm. you kind of pick up, you pick up a, a percentage play kind of yeah. in your head, like, uh-huh. oh, okay, I've hit driver six times in this hole. I've made birdie twice, but hit uh-huh. it in the water the other four yeah. times. So let's try and, poke a driving iron out there yeah let's not gamble here with the driver yeah we'll we'll pick up shots if we just make par every time yeah yeah i mean that's that's a lot easier you can play you can play that shot you can't play the ball in the water can't play that way so (laughs) over time you kind of you kind of figure out the better plays Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely i always love to hear kind of how everybody goes about their uh about their you know their strategies and um, just kind of the way they play yeah that's what's so nice about greyhawk too man is I mean, we've played that course 40 times. Uh-huh. So, yeah. yeah I mean, we've got, got, we got it down, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's still a few shots out there, though, that I don't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, seven, for example. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Par, par four. And it's like a 20 yard wide fairway. It's like 500 yard par four. Do you bomb driver or just lay back with a turn and have a three iron? In it? Yeah, like, exactly. That's what so you don't really know. But yeah, I mean, Greyhawks, it's definitely nice seeing that sucker a few times. Yeah, absolutely. And the national championship will be there again this year. And, um, you know, it's just really exciting, really exciting to see how it's going to go for you guys for sure. Um, yeah. We're heading in the last question here. Um, you know, there's a huge, huge support system that you have, both, I'm sure, with your family and with your family at ASU. But um, kind of, is there someone that really has inspired you to be the person slash golfer you are today? Oh, I mean, definitely, definitely my dad. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my dad's terrible at golf, but one of the worst <laughs> golfers in the planet, but watching him go to work and do his thing mm-hmm. and his job's not easy and do mm-hmm. it every day with a smile on his face. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just a different kind of work ethic and, and I respect the heck out of my dad. And so like, I try and, I try and do everything I can every day mm-hmm. um, because I know, you know, I could be doing what he's doing and that's, yeah. Yeah. that doesn't sound like too much fun, but yeah, just, <laughs> just the way he does it, man. Like just never complains. Just mm-hmm. does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I've learned a lot from that dude too. So um, yeah, kind of carry that over into golf and, and my work ethic. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you got to have a good work ethic. That's for sure. If you want to, you know, play at the, you know, the, the biggest level possible. And um, you know, it's great to have someone like your dad, um, along the way through your kind of your golfing career and uh, to kind of be there for you and um, help you whenever you need it and you know, to kind of discipline you when you need it too. So, I mean, yeah. that's, uh, that's always good to have them as uh, to have them there as well. Um, but all right, well, that'll wrap up this week's episode scrambling with Donato featuring Mason Anderson, Mason, once again, man, thank you for coming on. Had a great time chatting with you and getting to know you a little bit and um Wish you nothing but the best in your future endeavors, man. I'm really excited to see how you guys go. Not only this next semester, but how your professional golf career goes as well, man. Thank you, brother. It was a pleasure. Absolutely, man. All righty. Well, have a good one, everybody. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto. Just want to let you guys know I create an Instagram for the podcast called Scrambling Podcast. You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes, like videos or photos. So you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening and have a good one.